Hey, money bosses. Is working from home a new reality that will be around for a while? I keep thinking about that. And one topic that really came to mind is this. Could we improve how much we actually save on taxes for this calendar year? You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging. But in 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shergunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. My name is Anna Shergunina, and I am your host. So for those of you who are fortunate enough to still have your jobs and also work from home or somewhere else remotely, are there any opportunities that are lucrative for us to consider this year, I'm talking about calendar year 2020, especially when it comes to saving on taxes. And it's really not too late to make those changes. We still have three months to go, and I've got some workable tips for you to consider because, again, there are some strategies that you can put in place now in the calendar year that you're doing it, but also there's some steps you can take you know, right before you file your tax return. So if we're talking about before, before the year-end planning and then right before you file tax, ret- uh, tax returns, hopefully by April 15th of next year. Okay, so here are some things we need to work on now before the calendar year closes. I think that the easiest place, right, if you're still working, is for you to take a look and make sure that you're increased and you're maximizing your retirement plan contributions. Remember, in 2020, you are allowed to put away $19,500. And if you're 50 or older, you can save additional $5,500. So that's, you know, that's pretty, pretty significant chunk of money. Now you might be thinking, well, where am I going to save this money from? I want to remind you that because we're working from home, a lot of money has been saved of not driving anywhere, not having to pay for the gas as much, parking expenses, right? For for those of you who are working in the big cities and parking is uh, definitely quite a bit, we're not buying lunches anymore, right? We don't have to do that. So a lot of the a lot of where we spend our money has shifted, but I'm also hoping that you're realizing and seeing some savings opportunities there. So whatever whatever your uh, contributions have been so far to the 401k, consider probably changing them for the next three months and maximize it for this year. Next one on the list is HSA account, okay? So HSA account stands for health savings account. I think you could do the same. You need to have a high deductible health plan and it's the nice thing about HSA is that you don't have to spend the money that you put into it. And this is the type of account that you save pre-tax dollars in in order to help you pay for medical expenses with after-tax dollars. So you get a deduction for it and then you turn around. You can either spend the money for whatever out-of-pocket expenses you have, co-pays, deductibles, um, and things like that, or you can keep it in that account. That's the difference between HSA and FSA, flexible spending account, because in the flexible spending account, you have to spend the money 
but $500 every calendar year. And couples can do up to $7,100 contributions in 2020. So think about that because if you have the opportunity in extra dollars, why not look at growing this money tax-free because I'm pretty sure at some point all of you will need to spend money on medical expenses, especially if you have kids down the road, things will come up or even for retirement. This is one of the greatest things that uh, people can put in place for saving for retirement expenses for medical costs in retirement. All right, number three on my list are 529 plans. Um, if you're like me and you have kids, you probably are saving or working on saving for their education. Now, the, the good part about 529 college savings plans is with the recent, somewhat recent tax law changes, we now can spend up to $10,000 annually for tuition at either private schools uh, or kindergarten uh, or, you know, kindergarten through 12th grade. So you have choices there. Now, I really look at my son is only 21 months old, so I don't have to, you know, the option with that, although I guess I could use the funds for daycare. Um, but I really think of 529 plans more in the realm of saving for college because cost of college is is through the roof and who knows what the world would look like right after we come out from this pandemic but also um you know and if you've overfunded your 529 plans think about utilizing uh, some of the funds to pay for the private tuition right for 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 the mentioned um kind of categories and then there's also something to point out to a lot of you out there uh, some states also provide state income tax deductions, right, based on, on the amount of contributions going in to 529 plans. So, for example, I live in California, and we do not have a state deduction to 529 plans. But, for example, when I used to live uh, in Maryland, um, there used to be a deduction. So check with your state and see if, if this is an option. This is just a small little incentive to help you save a little more. Okay, next one on the list are actually not increasing your contribution, but rather reducing or saving less in your dependent care FSA. Now, I think a lot of you, right, who are working from home, you homeschooling your kids, most likely you're not paying, right, for um, child care facilities and a lot, of, a lot of activities are closed. Summer camps weren't, you know, weren't around this summer and things like that. So, and the one thing with Dependent care FSA, flexible spending account. First of all, just like HS, uh, just like FSAs for medical, you have to spend your money before the end of the year, right? So it's either use it or lose it. Um, all you can carry over is 500 bucks. But the one, um, one caveat with these is that you have to preset your contribution levels ahead of time. Like you usually would be doing this in the open enrollment season sometime like in, in October, November timeline. So you really can only change these contribution amounts going forward. Now, I know that now with the COVID and how things are, there have been a lot more flexibility with allowing families to change, right, or stop or decrease these contributions um, mid-year. It hasn't been before. So I would suggest checking with your HR department to see what's available and how you can do that, right? Or if you're thinking, right, or you have some visibility as to maybe things will pick up for, you know, for your kids' um, school and, and, and activities, after school activities for next year, this is just a friendly reminder. Think about it. Maybe you need to up your contributions for the next year. Next one on the list is for those of you who maybe have lost a job 
um, or you know your income has not been as steady as steady as you would wanted it for 2020. Um, there's still actually quite a bit of options here. So one of them would be if you if your adjusted gross income for married filing jointly is under two hundred and six thousand dollars in 2020, then you should consider funding both of your Roth IRAs. And so usually it's about six thousand dollars that each of each of the partners can put away. And for those of you who are over 50, you can add an additional $1,000. So this is a great savings vehicle. If you did maximize your 401k and you feel like you still have extra funds, Roth IRAs are great vehicles because they grow tax-free into the future. And um, for, for a lot of folks out there, it might be something to consider, okay? All right, next one on the list are side hustles. I know a lot of people, because the world is evolving and how we make money, and also you may just have your nine to five and then you have your side hustle outside of normal business hours. So think about what income have you made this year and whether or not you put tax dollars aside so that when tax time comes in, you're filing your tax return, you aren't really surprised, right? That you've made some money from your business or side hustle activities and you don't have any money to pay for your taxes. So really think about that. And my last one would be if you've made any charitable contributions. I know people have been helping quite a bit um, around you know the this time with the pan pandemic. And so one of the things that typically requires is for you to to itemize your tax you know deductions on a tax return. But maybe this year you aren't um, isn't something that you're going to do. Or even if you just use standard deduction. Um, it's not a huge amount, but $300, and you got to keep the receipts and all of that together, but you can deduct $300 of charitable contributions, right? So just remember where you've donated all of this money. So that's really all I've got. There's seven things on my list in terms of how to help you strategically start preparing for, first of all, year-end planning, but also put some of these um, you know, smart tax strategies that may not be actually applicable to you next year just because of the transition we're going through. And so look at this as opportunity that may not come soon again. So don't miss out on these. That's all I've got, my friends. Until next time, remember, you are the bosses of your own money. Hey, Money Boss. Thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone, uh, so don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.